Welcome to Double Burst, a podcast about Dice Masters. We are a group of Utah players that want to bring you the latest Dice Masters news, strategies, tips, and more. Whether you're a new or seasoned player, we hope this show has something for you. I'm KT Data, one of your hosts, and welcome to episode 88. In this episode, we'll be reading letters from you guys about the draft packs. Somebody even suggests an alternate format of the double drafting. We also have a special interview about someone who's been out of the game for two years, and we wrap it all up for the battle for the best ally. So let's kick it off with us passing you priority. All right, guys, uh, it is time for our segment that I'm not going to say the name because we're going to read our first email, but this is a segment where when you guys send us messages or post them on the Facebook page or email us, we'll uh, you know have a little mini discussion for it. So this is the first one. Um, thanks for replying to my email about the creating food and water on the show. I agree with the points you raised and agree that it likely works best when you want to ramp up to that one big win con. This is the important part of the email. As for the mailbag segment, I suggest the name Pass Priority since you are letting the listeners chime in. Signed, Philip. Philip, we love the idea, so this is now Passing Priority. We have accepted your... <laughs> Your suggestion and made it a permanent part of the game. Yeah, critical <laughs> success. Per- per- permanent part of yeah. the show. So from now on, we're gonna be like, and now we're passing priority to the listeners. Yeah. Um, all <laughs> right. So, so so we have two other emails and they're kind of related to each other about kind of draft packs. I like this first one because this is the first time anybody's actually addressed an email to me instead of the guys. So so, <laughs> so th- this one is from uh, Arg. Right? Arge. 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 Yeah, sorry, Arge. Russell. If I ever say your name wrong in the segment, just shoot me an email and say, KT, you're a dummy. Um, It's okay. (laughs) But, okay, so here's his email. Hey, KT. um, um, Love the show. Keep rocking the proverbial cash bar. Um, I wanted to pass along a draft variant we came up with uh, with in Los Angeles that has been very popular in our local scene. It's basically a hybrid of the two draft or the of the two types of drafts in an attempt to get benef- the benefits of both. First off, um, he'll do the setup and do the pros and cons. So the setup, using draft packs, each player buys two draft packs. So we've kind of had that discussion about getting two. And then each player opens both of their packs and keeps them in separate stacks. From those packs, each player keeps all four basic actions from which they choose two to place on their team. One pack will be passed to the right, one pass, uh, one will be passed to the left, determined at random, like your standard rainbow draft. Then, when that's finished, the other stack will be passed in the other direction. Each player builds their team from the cards they drafted and chooses two of their four basic actions to put on their team. However, unlike a double rainbow draft, or like a standard rainbow per- draft, each card you draft only entitles you to one per card to be used in an event. So just like in a standard pack, if you want to have multiple dice for a card, you have to draft multiple copies of that character. Character. And then for clarity, you still, you know, you get the four dice, but you only can use two of the four um, when you pull it or the store's going to end up with a lot of orphan dice. Um, and then the basic, uh, basically the idea is to recreate the feel of the standard draft, um, you know, letting you choose two cards to build around before passing and increasing team building opportunities by giving you 24 rather than 12 to build from while embracing the basic action limitations in the draft pack, yet still giving you a little bit of leeway um, to build that so um the pros and cons the major con is price because it's 20 versus 12 um usually they kind of ask around to make sure the people are okay with that price increase um and but and then he says for 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 their group usually the pros outweighs the cost because it makes for a more engaging draft 
Um, the pros are there's less strategy, there's more strategy and less luck. You don't get stuck with you know an essential win con with the basic actions that we've talked about. You're also limited to the choice of the four basic actions, so you can't just open it wide open. Um, and then they find it more satisfying um, creatively in terms of team building because you see twice as many many cards. Um, and then another pro is because you're back to one per drafted card, it limits the power of low-cost ones, such as Yanti Pureblood, because people have to draft multiples of those to be able to get the um, the more than one. And then draft packs also have a greater concentration of rares and foils, which helps the collectors out there. Um, and then one strange um, con is manually recre- recalculating the giant rainbow. And remember, it's twice as big as what will be usually played. So some players ha- have argued they should make a special exception for the one die for the super rares and allow the lucky player to use two instead of the one. Um, so, And he asked if we've ever done it here in Utah. I don't think we have. We've kind of discussed it. Um, yeah, we, we wanted to... Yeah, we've talked about it, um, doing it before. And the more I think about it, the more I personally don't like the idea of it. And the reason is, and really the only time that I I see it being beneficial to do it would be with Tomb of Annihilation. Because Tomb of Annihilation doesn't come with individual booster packs. Otherwise, you're basically paying $20 to draft the same number of cards that you're drafting in a regular one with 12 booster packs because it's 24 both ways. The only difference is you get the basic actions in the draft packs, and you have to pick from those. Um, so I feel like you're just paying more for what, like paying $20 for what you used to pay $12 for. And honestly, like you are getting extra dice, but we already have so many dice. Do we really need more dice? It's uh, a it's a cool way to mix up your standard draft pack draft, though. It's... I like it. I think I'd rather do one draft pack and the the um, six foil packs. <laughs> the problem is, is the the best thing that this version of the draft does is it gives you the openness of four basic actions, which I know is some people's biggest complaints about the draft pack is being stuck in your strategy of planning. So no, I see no, knowing my luck, I'll open two Thor packs and get an two the of exact the, the smash. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and and that's one of the things I really like about draft packs is you're limited on the basic actions that you can play. And I thought I think Thor did it better than Tomb of Annihilation because Tomb of Annihilation had some very good basic actions and some very poor basic actions. Whereas in Thor, they're mostly just poor basic actions. <laughs> so it, it it balances it a little bit more. Um, I really like that aspect of it. And you know, I, sure, picking between four, I think, is a really great idea. But there's some other con. There's some other pros about just doing one draft pack that I really like. That I don't think this idea would the the pros from this idea would outweigh. Number one is team building takes next to no time at all when you're just doing I like one that. draft pack. Yeah, I really do. I mean, you don't have all these different versions of cards that you're picking from. You basically can eliminate four cards that you drafted and you use the other eight. Sometimes you don't even have eight characters total you just yeah. have yeah i've drafted yeah. and only had seven characters that i could mm-hmm. play and so i i really like that aspect of it uh, i know it's not for everybody but i i really like it, the draft packs the one thing that i i don't like and i think most people will agree with is you only get one bite at the apple you only pass the packs one direction and that's it and playing yesterday i was sitting next to zach and i was like well He's going to take all the good <laughs> cards before I ever see them. Like, I, I know Zach, well, I know the cards that he's looking for because we've played a lot of Thor together and he knows what's good and I know what's good. 
And so he's going to take the cards I want before I get a chance at them. The biggest issue I see is it's just going to give Kevin more opportunities to get a common Hulk. Like, Stop that's passing the common Hulk, man. <laughs> that's true, too. That's true, too. But I, I do like I do like this concept as a change-up from the, the standard draft packs. I do like opening up the the basic actions just a little bit but not too much that mm-hmm. it gets crazy because having unlimited access to basic actions and in, in something like thor you draft mr fix it and put over crush on your team and then you just win and whereas when you have the limited basic actions you can't just do that and so I like the more limited basic actions. I think sometimes these, I miss having a starter set with a set because then you can just play the basic actions that come with that set. And I think that was always the best way to draft, you know, having the option, but still only having the option for like 12. And I I disagree because you had to buy the starter in order to be able to participate in those events. Now you don't. I think where where Arge's idea is going to be the most fun is if down the road we get another Marvel set with draft packs and we Ooh, and we mix, mix them and yeah. you get one draft pack of each or we get another D&D set and we do Tomb of Annihilation and whatever this other one is and you pay for one of each. Yep. I think that could be a lot yeah. of fun. Okay, so yeah. and then here's the flip side on our next email about, you know, cuz we we seem to like draft packs. So this one was from Todd W and says, "I was surprised to hear the double burst team was fond of the draft packs." I agree the packs make the draft more efficient, but I just can't get over the fact that we are getting far fewer cards. My uh, local friendly local game store sells the draft pack, brick, and gravity feeds for the same price, $70. Um, if I buy one draft brick, I get a total of uh, 96 character cards, not counting the basic actions. For the same price, buying gravity feed gives me 180 cards. That's a huge difference. Some people say that the draft boxes have a higher percentage of rare super rares, but I have not found that to be true in practice. After buying two Tomb of Annihilation draft bricks and playing in several drafts, we were still missing way more cards than the usual for the set. I know some people love the draft packs, but one of those people is Dr. J, so they must be wrong. I can't <laughs> argue against that last <laughs> sentence. To, to be clear. I don't like our listeners sometimes, <laughs> Kevin. What's this guy's name? Todd. He's like my hero Todd? right now. Yeah, he's hunt Todd? Yeah. Todd down. Todd's my to, hero right now (laughs) to be clear (laughs) kenneth hasn't really been on the on the podcast much since de- draft packs and he hates draft packs so which yeah. is probably is, why he hasn't there, been on the podcast for a little while there is there is some podcasts. support on the negative side yeah. from this podcast <laughs> yep and then so here, here's some a little bit more about you know tomb of annihilation by the way we were disappointed by drafting the tomb of annihilation set it has some neat cards but a tune is just way too strong to ignore if you get any of the yontes on a cheap action it's a very easy win condition it seems pointless to try to build a pirate a dinosaur, or even a dragon team. We have a player at our local game store who's famous for just playing with Magic Missile, Unstable Canister, and um, zero to two character cards. He wins more often than we like, especially against newer players, and it's very annoying. The X-Men first class set was easy for him to draft, and he did quite well because it gave him common boom-boom. Tomb of Annihilation increased the tendency to action spam. There's very little action hate in the game, and it's frustrating that Dice Masters encourages action spamming. You know, there are things like Bishop and Banshee, but it seems unbalanced that you need a four or five cost character to counter two cost characters. As much as people complain about rare lantern ring, I think rare cosmic cube is much worse to play against. I hope this game gets away from an action centric meta. meta. I can see the entire room right now. (laughs) You are right about rare cosmic cube. Cosmic cube. Cosmic cube is, 
is something that that makes life difficult in this game. I think in set though, Tomb of Annihilation, I won so many times using like off the wall crazy combinations and never using a tune. Never, you yeah. Know, it's I, there was enough in the set to beat a tune, in my opinion. Yeah, the action spamming gets kind of annoying. Yeah, using unstable canister to win, like that's silly. There are counters in this game yeah, to that. Especially if he's bringing the magic missile. I've played I've I've, I've passed Jaunties because I know I have a magic missile yeah. on my team. I've passed Jaunties and then I've built an adventurer team. I'm like, "All right, feel those Jaunties." Exactly. Yeah, the adventurers. Bolt, bolt, yeah, bolt. My, my opinion is adventurers are, are probably the strongest team or one of the strongest teams you can make uh in the Tomb of Annihilation draft. Mm-hmm. A tune can be strong if you get the right cards, but it's not broken in draft by itself. And you've built a cool pirate team too, right? Yeah, man. I oh, actually yeah, did pretty good with the dope. pirates in, in draft if you can get the two that that, that match well together. Um, also, dragon teams with uh, Ring of Winter, stupid. Good. And and if you take if you take the rare cosmic cube out of modern, a tune I don't think is broken at all. Yanti's not a broken card or anything like that. It's strong, it's but it's strong, not broken. But it's not broken. Uh, the cube ruins everything. It, it, you know, it's, it's the one apple that spoils the bunch right now. And, and so, there is Scarlet Witch. That's a three cost that does counter actions pretty hard. I typically end up playing with people that still can figure out how to roll them, but yeah, it's not a perfect, it's counter, not a perfect but it, counter, it but it is a good counter at three costs, you know, so not all counters are four five or six. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so in terms of the costing, Zach's sitting here. So Zach, um, you're, I'm not saying that you're cheap, but you're more price conscious like I am. How do how do you feel about the prices between the gravity feeds and the draft packs? It's, it's uh I think it's right on because if you do the math on it, you know, if you if you're trying to see how many super rares you get or rares, it works out if you do it mathematically. So and I and I, I'm a cheap guy and I look at those things like, oh, can I get an advantage here? And so if you look at that, they're actually even. Um yeah. unless well, unless and, your and store the, charges and, and the, something different. And yeah. that's and that's the thing is your store is not charging MSRP on either of them. Seventy for a seventy for a booster uh for booster box is twenty dollars off. Seventy for a draft pack brick is ten dollars off. So you should be looking at the price difference, not the value difference, because yes, you are getting a worse value with draft packs. But that's your store's fault, not the draft pack's fault. <laughs> yeah. Also, I find with draft packs, you have a lot less garbage cards that are just sitting around taking up space. I have so many comments from other sets that I'm like, I just want to throw these out, and I just haven't yet. And so you get less junk, I well, think, with that's, the draft packs. That's always the argument, I think, with the the draft packs in our group is 10 bucks. You always get two rares or one rare and a super rare. Whereas if you buy 10 single foil packs... You could not get a single rare in there, or you could get ten. But that's how random feeds work. Yeah, yeah. I'm also glad that I have a lot less commons. <laughs> oh, me too. Set. I'm like, this is the whole set. My, I thought the whole set was like a thousand cards. My my only problem is I'm missing uncommon still. So yeah. you know that and that's the like, hard. Part. Everybody's missing yeah. stuff from TOA too because yep. that's hard. Yeah. To so find. yeah. So again, thanks Todd and thanks Arge and um, thanks Phil- Philip for emailing in. So if you guys want to talk to us, we'll pass priority to you. Just shoot us an email, doubleburst at ktdata.net or on our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash doubleburst. Gents, I will see you guys. I'm coming for you, Todd. <laughs> guys, I will see you I'm guys for you. a little bit later on in the show. All right, guys, I am here with the Kale King. How you Hello. doing? 
and we have a special guest. Skylar, how are you doing? Hey, I'm um, good. So to kind of describe to you what this se- the segment's going to be is, uh, I'll tell you a story. So two years ago, before Double Burst was even a thing, um, I start, well, when I started playing Dice Masters, um, probably the fourth or fifth person that I ever played Dice Masters against was this grumpy guy and his you know nephew. His nephew seemed a lot cooler. Than, than, than the grumpy. Who's this grumpy guy? <laughs> <Yeah>. Grumpy guy. <laughs> um, and that, and that, that was Skylar. Um, the thing that sucked, though, is like I think we managed to play like maybe two weeks worth of Dice Master games, and then Skylar's like, I'm peacing out for two years, guys. <laughs> um, and now you're finally back. So first of all, welcome back. Thank you. Um, and what we wanted to do, because this is a unique opportunity for us, because we, we played, most of us play Dice Masters every single week, so we see the day-to-day Dice Masters, but... I think this is a great way of stepping back and seeing the changes that have happened in the two years because you haven't you you didn't touch any dice masters. I mean, you didn't even know Russ was a podcaster until you got back, right? Uh, I, I heard the legends. <laughs> <laughs> wow, the legends of the so KO when we King say he was gone, out, reached out to Asia, mind blown. When we say he was gone, he was on a church mission in Taiwan, eating good food. Right? Yeah, not but out of nothing it, about dice masters. He didn't know. The rule changes. He didn't know any of that. Yeah, the biggest the extent of my dice master's experience when I was in Taiwan was I got like I think four Deadpool packs, and I saw all these new abilities, and I was amazed. Yeah. And so, so that that's one question I want to know because we've heard from people from you know from Europe, from Australia, even from South South America. How is like kind of board gaming and dice masters in Asia? Because you were in Taiwan. So in Taiwan, dice masters doesn't exist um, at all. Oh it's man, sad. I need to go talk to all awful. my cousins. I mean, they print all. Well, of they do things, exist, right? aren't they? Made there. They're <laughs> yeah. <here>. <laughs> yeah <they're> <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. I'm Asian. I can do these jokes. Uh, so, so yeah. So like, how how's but, the board game world but, there? The board game world itself is pretty good. They they have a lot of game stores there. Um, are they like English games or are they more localized versions? They they have all the same games we have generally. A lot of them have Chinese versions of them. A lot of Catan. A lot of Catan. A lot of yeah. And yeah. you you didn't see any like pictures of Russ like going you know everybody's like hail the Ko King in Taiwan. <laughs> Um, so yeah, and then the other question is: Have you listened to all eighty-seven episodes that we've published since you were gone? No. Oh, gosh, you know <laughs> so you know what's pretty funny? Um, a few things. Skyler and my son actually got me into the game only because the booster packs. My first card that I pulled out of a booster pack was the. <laughs> Full Chase, art, Chase, full art, gladiator, zombie, <laughs> zombie gladiator. I was so and mad. I, I really like <laughs> collecting baseball cards and getting that. But part of me wonders if I would have never pulled that, would it have sucked me in like the other? So, so you're saying that everybody should thank your son and Skyler for you for the Ko King. Oh yeah, I bought a bunch of packs before I even knew how to play. <laughs> and once I pulled that and I saw what it was worth, I was like, oh, go buy me more packs. And then, like a few days later, it's like maybe you should teach me how to play now. <laughs> That's great. So, Skylar, we we you know you've played a couple events now since you got back because you got you've been here about I've been a month, here about two weeks, two, two, two three, okay, two two weeks, yeah. and you've played at least two events now. Mm-hmm. Um, but stuff has changed. So, what like was kind of the biggest thing that was like, oh, holy crap, this is different. From well, what's what, different yeah. is he missed Bard. 
Yeah. Yeah. So do, so do you know the legend of the bard? I've heard the name. Russ, you want to explain the legend of the bard? Bard is broken. It's right there with the cube. So Skylar left right before Spider-Man. Right, right after, after Spider-Man. Spider-Man. He left when we all thought Spider-Man was still a good set. Yeah, when everyone was doing so. the, the vulture silver sable. Yep. Yeah. Oh, that's nerfed, by the way. <laughs> yeah. And then, actually, side note, when he left... Within a week, he got this awesome box yeah, he, from oh, yeah. WizKids yeah, he, that we did so that his you, you mom asked me Facebook about, but we didn't tell him about. <laughs> and when he opened, what was in that? Do you? Re- I got like at least two super rares and a whole bunch of. Yeah, um, didn't you get promos. a signed Jocasta? And, and, no, not Jocasta. I got. Um, I can't remember who it was. One of them was uh, Groot. And. And lantern, uh, lantern, lantern or battery, yeah, lantern it was battery. battery, lantern yeah. battery. Yeah, he's and got that Eric Lang signature. I want, <laughs> but like three or four signed cards, a bunch of hero mm-hmm. clicks, all the stuff that just sat in a box for two years. Yeah, and I came home and <laughs> so. it was the best Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> so the bar gave everything a plus one, plus one. You know, it kind of for it really for, for every right for, for every everything else. else. Wow, which really introduced that three, four turn kill that, you know, I just really dislike. Yeah, so you could essentially field four sidekicks and bard and attack with that, and that could be game. Dang. Yeah. So, so. <laughs> and I didn't update him on the rule. Just figured with the three dice. Yeah, how, how, how dice. was that kind of a change? Because So you didn't miss bard because it used to be every competitive event, you brought bard. And you played a little bit of control, and it was pretty much you could roll bard first and get enough characters out and attack for for to to win the game. So you you missed that. Um, but how how do you you know this this bard was actually influenced a little bit of that three that that you roll three instead of four at the beginning. So how was that different for you when you came back and played? It's weird. I'm still getting used to it. I still see. I've been lucky that. Every start of game, uh, when we're rolling to see who chooses who goes first and stuff, uh, I never get the choice. I always get wrong. Which is weird because so. you get the best rolls in everything else. Yeah. So so it's been really nice because I haven't had to think too much about it. Um, but I think it's interesting. It's different. Um, yeah. So the... Lack of PXG. Have you gotten used? Yeah, to that yeah. So did, how, how before you left, did you use Professor the Professor oh, yeah. X Global all the time? All the time. Yeah. Like, how has I, adjusting to without without having that kind of been for you? Like, are you struggling with it? Because and are you still kind of doing that? Let's let's get cheap. Let's stay cheap, and then maybe I'll put a six cost, but that might be a stretch. Or are you kind of trying to balance a little bit more, especially with a Thor set where it forces you to play more um, expensive characters? See. So I drafted the Thor set yesterday, and I didn't have too much problem. I did have a Heimdall or whatever that has the the similar global, um, and yeah, it's definitely different. Different not having the the PXG, but uh, I feel like the adjustment's going okay. I, I think it helps that no one else is playing it, and so it's kind of like I can just learn from those around me how how to deal, how to keep dice moving even without it. So another broken card or the way it became used was broken uh was the vicious struggle 
Oh, you which actually, <laughs> Skylar used to play Vicious oh, yeah. Struggle all the time. I would do Toad Vicious Struggle. That was that was the best. You force them to attack you, and then they take all the damage. That was back when Vicious Struggle was fun. Was so fun. So but, what happened? So so in Vicious Struggle, the whole idea is so there was a card, um, Luke Cage. He had a global. You pay a fist. Both players take one damage. Mm-hmm. So with Vicious Struggle, you're essentially doing two for one. You would take one damage, but your opponent's going to end up taking two. And if you stacked more vicious struggles, so if you had three of them, it would be what? What, what was that? Uh, they I can't, take four. Four, yeah, four for one, which is then you just you know use your you, you remember the cobalts that were one cost. Yeah. A lot of people would just do that, get as many fists as possible, and go ping, 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 game over. And in the first competitive go around with that, actually, it was really, really effective. Uh, but then the more people learned it, it kind of became a 50-50. You know, it's kind of like, uh, if I bring it, it really comes down to rolls because my opponent knows how to beat me. Yeah, because it's, since it's a global, you play the same game. You start yeah, buying right. your struggles. And, and if you base it on a, a basic action die, then it's whoever buys it first. What do you so think of the draft risky. packs? I like them. I, I didn't do a ton of drafting before I left. Oh, you missed out on the chaos drafts. We'll get to that, but uh, chaos go, draft. yeah, we'll, we'll tell you what that well, is. There was the only draft packs. There wasn't very many sets when he left. Yeah. So, Six, so yeah. So, how, how do you feel about the draft packs and like doing the double rainbow draft versus taking a pack, getting one die per card, and that experience? One thing I really like about the draft packs is just having a guaranteed two die for for each. Um, for each card, because I felt like before the problem would be that you'd have these eight cards and you'd have like 10 or 11 dice. Well, you're not going to like chaos draft then. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so, so, so we started doing chaos drafts, and that was maybe there was about 10 sets out when we were doing it a lot. And with the chaos draft, what you do is normally draft, you just pick a set like Justice League, World Light, or whatever. What we did was... Um, I think we've we've done it multiple ways. So everybody could pick packs, but they couldn't pick like eight of the same things. They had, or twelve of the same set. So they had to do like six of one set, six of another set. Or if you're super crazy like we were, we would pick one of each set. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Zach really likes. It yes, when we do Z- that. Zach was amazing. Like one of my favorite parts of chaos drafting. Like, and I think it caused me to draft worse because I just sit there and look at Zach's reaction. So I, I would always love to sit right next to him or in front of him just so I could see his reactions as he's going through these cards. You know, oh, oh, ah. <laughs> I, so I've been thinking. I think I actually like chaos drafts a little bit more because within set, especially the last few sets, like X Men, or there's just. And maybe it's with Hulk in this new set. There's that one card that, like, if you get it, it's over. But when you chaos, sometimes there's you get the counter in another set, if that makes sense. Like, just within set, there's not a bunch yeah. of that, like, nothing to counter said reaction. But that that might be an opinion that grows over time. I know I was salty last night after Zach and I's game, but he had a pretty good combo. It just happened to match exactly what I was trying to do. And, so. and, and so I have, I have to ask too. So Russ's salt level, like, is it like the same, or has it gotten worse? Or like, oh how, come how, on, how, it's gotten it's better. The same. It, it's, oh wait, 
we, like, we, we need an outside opinion because we always give them crap anyways. For you it, can't so. measure salt level right after a game. You gotta wait twenty minutes. Let me cool off because no matter what, even if I'm not, don't really care. For some reason, right after the game, I hate the game. I hate the draft. I hate everything about it. Five minutes later, I've had reflection time, and it's good. See, I just love it. Back back before he was the KO king, when he was the KO kid, and, and still <laughs> learning the game, I, I, I swear it, it took him months and months before he finally beat me his first time, and he was so salty that whole time. Yeah. How, how is it now? Like, well, in, if, to be fair, <laughs> he, he's got a two-year advantage on me. <laughs> to now. be fair, Skyler... <laughs> Rolls ridiculous and everything. We played the others the other night. <laughs> rolling he was sixes sin, all the time. And he's rolling, if you know that game, he's rolling like seven die and they're all corruption. <laughs> and I'm rolling eyeballs. It's ridiculous. He, the dice love him. And it's no different with Dice Masters. Yeah, okay. So what I, oh, I wanted to give you a chance. So it's been two years since you played the game and you've only had two weeks of stuff. Are, is there anything you want to ask about or... Is there anything that, that you know you, you want to know more about or you, you've noticed that you're struggling with in terms of how the game has changed over these two years? I, for me, I think one of the big things is just there, there are so many cards that I, I don't know. Um, and so if you were to, maybe each of you can give me a list of like top three need-to-know cards. Uh, Russ is Scarecrow, 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 and Scarecrow, all in. <laughs> well, Scarecrow, Collector... Scarecrow. No. <laughs> Scarecrow and Collector for sure. Because yeah, he wasn't really KOing stuff before you left, too. No. Either. Like, that's one of Russ's favorite things now to do is knock out his character so that he gets an ability somehow. Oh, I played him with my Polaris team. Where That's, that's dirty, man. <laughs> that's dirty. Where you fabricate death. How do, how do you feel about the fabricating Oh, yeah, fabricating weird. death. Maybe that's the name of my... Polaris team side note, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so like fabricating because that is an entirely new, me- oh, new yeah. mechanic. I is- like it. First time Russ used it against me, I couldn't understand it. It, it went over my head. Well, but because yeah, be Russ probably I- did like ten different things oh, yeah. just off one KO. Well, <laughs> the first time he saw fabricate, I had Polaris out, Hawk and Dove, so I was fabricating nine damage each turn because I used bad signals, so it was. A little bit different than just purchasing. I'm surprised you're still playing, considering the team that he just threw up in front of you. Like, <laughs> I feel like that was just Russ's. Hey, to be fair, that team ta- started total casual, have fun, and it's just kind of morphed into, hey, maybe it's just not such a weird idea. <laughs> um, and then, so, do you have any kind of advice for anybody who's taking a break from Dice Master? Obviously. I don't think there's a lot of people who just take a two-year break and then come back to the game. But, like, we've seen people take, you know, six-month breaks. We might breaks. have that more with with the LCG move. Yeah. Kind so, of curious. So do you have any kind of happen. suggestions as somebody who's kind of starting to jump back into this foray of plastic crack? <laughs> I, I think just just keep at it. I, I think sometimes it, it's weird to come back. Um, but... Are you I, trying to learn everything at once or kind of ease in, figure out a team, team or two, and go from there? I'm kind of – I'm still figuring it out. I, I'm slowly reading through cards and seeing why, like trying to find a, a good team to go with and then going from there. Um, but I think it's just something I'm going to need to to keep persistence in and 
just keep I patient didn't... with myself. I really didn't realize Don't how much it's grown lose. since. <laughs> yeah, like in, you know, in, in two like years. in two years, how much has this game changed? Oh, so much. It's it's a whole different game, a whole new game. I like it. It's fun. Um, one piece of advice, just I'd say, don't be afraid to lose if you are coming back. Like, you know, I've come to the two events now, and it's a whole new game, and I'm I'm enjoying all the experiences. Maybe the global guru should listen to that. He can't. <laughs> the problem is his roles are like godlike, so he can't lose. Like he could try to lose, and he still can't do it because his character is just like, no, you're winning this game. <laughs> I was giving Zach a hard time because Zach always comes to a casual event with Yinti and a cube. I'm just trying something new. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and as you can see, our, our uh, joshing of each other has not changed in two years. <laughs> um, so, again, welcome back. We are glad Thank you're you. back. Um, like when I saw you walk in that first day, I'm like, yeah. So I'm, I'm glad you're back. And um, if anybody who's listening to this, has taken a break from the game and coming back, um, you know. Don't yeah, has, I would love to hear in our yeah, mailbag that oh, anybody else yeah, who's been away yeah, it's from not the game. mailbag anymore, Russ. We we've renamed yeah, it. Yeah, I know. I didn't priority. know I was supposed to we, spill the beans yeah, on that. Or yeah, not. we're renaming it to Passing Priority. Um, yeah, I like so, that. Name. Oh, so, like so that. yeah, so shoot us an email, doubleburst at ktdata.net, or leave it on our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash doubleburst. We always love talking about Dice Masters all the time. You can tell, like, we could be talking about the weather outside, and two minutes later, we're talking about Dice Masters again with this group, which is kind of weird, but that's what we do. It happens. Um, so, Skylar, again, thank you, and thank you for taking time to be on yeah, the show, which is um, really cool. Russ, I will see you back here for our Battle Royale for the best ally. All right, guys, we are here with the full entire crew right now. So we have Ken Pull. How are you doing today, my friend? It's doing been a while. Right, man. It's yeah, been a while. I'm, I'm so, back. I still exist. Yep. Yeah. Oh, and Jared. What's up, Jared? I hate you. <laughs> I, more, more than Todd? No, not more than Todd. Yeah, me and Todd were... Oh, stop it. Todd's cool. What? What? Todd what? is cool. He called you out for rightfully. I, I hold grudges. I hold grudges. <laughs> really? Todd. Ne- we've never Objection. known that. Objection. Objection. <laughs> no, for the rest of forever, it's just going to be Todd. Stinking Todd. <laughs> I feel like I owe Todd I lunch Todd. If, if we ever go visit him now. <laughs> Todd is dead yeah. to that me. That reminds me of Christmas vacation. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. uh, and Zach, the, the guy everybody decided to pick on today. Please don't. <laughs> please don't talk crap on me. I'm in the room now. <laughs> I'm on. I'm in here. It's your it's your turn to defend yourself. You can defend yourself. Well, there's not much to defend, but sure. Yeah. <laughs> and then we we have Russ over here. How you doing? Good. And, and Alex, Mr. Kickstarter, right now. Yeah, Mr. Kickstarter. <laughs> if you guys are looking for a dice solution, check out Kickstarter, and we'll link it in the show notes. All right. So what we we're talking about, as you can see, everybody's here. It is time for another battle royale. So we're, we decided this time we are finding the best ally because we had our segment a couple weeks ago about how the out the scene for allies and sidekick teams have changed. So now everybody has picked their champion. And My best ally is a card that doesn't need die. So <laughs> the sidekick knight card that gives all sidekicks plus. Yeah, no, that was my card. Thanks for it's stealing an ally. it. Th- th- thanks for stealing it. You got to uh, play by the rules, man. <laughs> all right, all right. Girl's an ally, right? <laughs> no, he's my ally. <laughs> Anyways, which one of you guys want to go first? Zach, do you want to go first? Because sure, yeah. yeah. Why? I think you give just... us the most amount of time to crap on him this segment. <laughs> Cube, uh... Cube doesn't count. Yanti's not an ally. <laughs> 
Um, Yanti has the stats of it. Jocasta's not an ally. Yeah, Jocasta's well, not an ally. Well, I didn't want to choose the Wong one, but I, I happen to. What about Human Outlander? Is Human Outlander an ally? <laughs> or Beholder? All right, so you, you picked the Wong that's out of uh, Doctor Strange draft pack, right? So he's a two-cost fist. Aren't yeah. all Wongs yeah, out of the fist, that pack? Yes. Yes, they are. But <laughs> um, let's clarify, it was out of the It's Doctor the Strange. Wong out yes. of it, yeah. The, yeah. the good no, one. No, there's two good there's, ones. This is the, the better Yeah. So, the so this one is the one that has the ally keyword. All of them have the ally keyword and the fast keyword. So, Expert yeah. of Comertage. So, so why is this the best ally? So it? number one, it's the best Wong because it's the two cost. Um, it's the best ally because, number one, the stats are the best per the purchase cost. Uh, I'll argue that. Okay. <laughs> but you'll lose. Someone else might argue that there's better stats, but we'll get to that. So you can get these out super fast. So if you've got oh, like Oh, just a, like, you know, because all the allies we're what? discussing what are, are all like doing? four or five costs. in a Jeez. word, man. Can I like <laughs> at least explain it? <laughs> Russ, the well, joke, the joke was that we were going to crap no on him. Not that we were actually going to crap on him. The right. actual cost. He can't argue that the cost is the best. Raise your hand if your ally is over two costs. Because raising your hand is great <laughs> podcast material. Yeah, my, yeah, my, my, right. my ally is over two costs. How many of your dice on on side three has a four cost or four attack. Uh, yours. Does yours? My, mine has a six. Mine doesn't, but I know someone's <laughs> that could easily have more than that. But I'm and not and it also has fast. One. So which one would yeah, die I mean, first out of the good. two? Oh, okay. He actually, he's pretty good. I'm yeah. So people play this. It's a it's a good one. No, I, it can be a win he's condition. Underrated, to be fair. Wow. <laughs> Wow, flip-flopping over here, man. <laughs> it seems that Russ learned all of his debate skills from watching, like, radical political debate. Like the, kind, like, the kind where both sides are so far against each other that they don't care what they're saying. They just argue against it. Like, so we'd be like, yeah, gravity's pretty cool. holds us to the earth. No, it does not. Not We don't agree, and I have to disagree with you. Right. Convince me. So, so all right. Wow. So the good things about Wong, purchase cost, two two costs is awesome. You can buy it turn one. Even if you're going first where you only have three dice, if you have the chalkboard, you can send them to the prep area turn one, which is awesome, especially if you roll them on turn three uh, or on uh, level three. And he's kind of a win condition in itself because he's super fast, meaning you can be aggro with him and attack really fast and get some good has, damage. And then, he's and then fast. he literally has fast. So if uh, people do block um, those fast characters that they get out, unless they have an aggro team, you're usually going to knock those out while yours stay. Mm -hmm. And then you, I mean, you can just add a lot of different things to make it yeah. really good. I, like I, 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 or things I like do that. have to mention though, the one of the cons is that those are really two expensive booster packs to get a full set of four. <laughs> but it's worth it. Like, if you're buying that, you're buying it for, like, this card, right? Has what, anyone tried are, this with improvised weapon? I know we're supposed to be arguing against it, but it seems no. like he would be pretty yeah. good with improvised weapon. What, what are his yeah. fielding costs? Uh, fielding costs are zero, one, one. Ooh. Which, fielding costs. Yeah. So, so, but when it's totally worth it. I've played yeah. this Wong. This is a pretty rough fielding cost for a two cost character. But, one, but with his stats. So, usually the stats, if you add the fielding cost plus the purchase cost, that is around the attack for level three. This one is above that because it's a two cost with a one fielding cost, which is three, and he has a four attack, which is above average. On any plus, he has the awesome ability that well, gives see, it fast so and ally, which all obviously all of ours do, that you can also use. See, so I'm thinking turn one, 
you chalkboard him like you said. Mm-hmm. Turn two, you possibly chalkboard another one or chalkboard improvised weapons, start prepping so you can actually start attacking with more stats plus prep die. Yeah. yeah, Wong. When I used playing, the, the, and it's brewing. Yes, yeah. <laughs> this, this is also this is also why I mean, Russ never wins terrible. any of these arguments. This is why Russ never wins any of these arguments. That, and and that, he's an awesome character. I mean, Wong. If you've seen the movie, he's a pretty cool guy. He's that, he's, he's a little bit heavier in the movie than he is. Uh, <laughs> seriously, right on the card. I want to see the guy in the movie like really. No, do I want to see him do some sweet kung fu. Yeah. This uh, this Wong pairs really well with Guy Gardner. That's, yeah, that's well, with I the like fists, playing. because it makes that not, consistent. Yeah, he's like not an ally, an ally but yeah. I'm just saying that that's where you now, go right, with right. Now, here's the problem with that one, because my ally. No, you, you got to you gotta wait, man. Oh, You're man. always last. We always make you wait until last. So going next is Ken over here. No, we can't go Ken, because I totally want to argue for Ken's, too, even though. You want to argue for everybody's. So let's know. be honest. So, just so, so, just yeah. shut your mouth while Ken yeah. talks, yeah. and we'll be okay. Yeah, Ken. So oh, wait, can I say one last thing? Oh, yeah, okay. Because it makes it, it's the one of the only things that's better than Ken's. I can have four Wong dice. The end. <laughs> uh, so I like all of your guys' sidekicks because they all make mine better. <laughs> uh, I chose the Foot Ninja Ninja Syndicate. It's an ally. Duh. <clears throat> and when Foot or Foot Ninja gets plus one, plus one for each other sidekick die in the field zone. So... Three cost bolt, zero one one, zero two one, and one two two. But it's not gonna stay at those stats very long. This thing becomes a monster. Like this when when it was decided that we were going to be arguing sidekicks or allies, I was like, So so did anyone choose the footnote? No, no one did. <laughs> like that's the one, guys. Come on. No one wants the obvious choice. <laughs> yeah. But. I w- I will say that it's it's so good. That uh, Falcon isn't around anymore for competitive. Oh, this, no. this would be so bad. Yeah, now but there's insect uh, there's insect. I know, play, but that's so. just one. That's just one. It's not that, how many that's do you all need? You need. <laughs> that's all you need with this one? You do if you I get, can't argue that because it's on my competitive you, team. Yeah, so like if, if you get a couple of these things cycling and you run it through a few, like it, there's. There's only so many that someone can take, and it being unblockable so easy, it's just devastating. Too too bad your your ally is a villain because it would go great with my ally. Well, it would go great with all the allies. It doesn't <laughs> matter if it's a villain or not. Yours all make it better. I will say that as soon as I saw him Insect Plague, I was like, That's "This is the first card that a lot of people thought oh, of." Right? It's like Ugh. for that. The only bad the only bad thing about this well, the worst thing is that there's only three dice. But like he kind of said, you well, don't really I mean, need all, that and you all have to pay thirty five dollars to get and, all three and with with only being able to send one through now instead of all of them with Falcon, there's more counters to it. So you can use a Ronin or you can use Blink Transmutation and use that to stop but, the damage. But the thing is, I'm the, not saying that it's not good, but it's not as good as it could the, as it would the have other been. two are just going to kill whatever you block it with. So it's just rotating through the opponent's board all the time. It's a great one. All right, so are we supposed to say how bad it is? I don't know. I I don't like it. It has bold exhaust. It's terrible. I don't like the. I don't like the die. It's too good, so we don't like it. It's hard to read some of the numbers on it because of the color. (laughs) It's bolt contrast. Bolt's always terrible. The artwork could be better. Uh, (laughs) Man, you guys are real. All these allies are pretty good, so it's hard to. 
crap on it. Yeah, we need to. I'm do just happy there's a Ninja good. Turtle card that's playable because that's pretty cool. Yeah. I like. We, we need Turtles. to do these segments yeah. more often because. All right, guys all right. Are I, found, I found a downside. Whereas he had to buy two two of those packs with Wong, you have to pay thirty bucks for a foot Ninja. Which from I mentioned. Five, Kevin, Kevin already brought that up. Oh, so bad that you have to bring it up twice. And back when Kevin said that, I thought to myself. Totally worth it. Like this card is worth that box. I mean, the box is fun to play by itself. This is the only one. That, that that's when you say, "Hey, box, this is a ten dollar die." If, it's if you great. can, if you can get the eight cost shredder out that brings all the foot ninjas from the use pile into the field, is it that makes one in this... the other box though? I don't know. I don't know. But I've done it once, and it was super fun. It's really hard to argue against this because it's on. All right, all right. I got, team. I got an argument against it. I think that it's, it's easily shut down if you can keep your opponent's sidekicks out of the field with something that knocks out level one characters or something that you like a magic missile so you can ping him out and he when does he get the buff is it a constant buff mm-hmm. okay. yeah, constant. so you so but if you knock out the sidekicks that means his attack is going down or something so like cyborg that would well, take more the, damage yeah, yeah. the exactly. obvious yeah. counter There's to the counters. foot ninja is in that box as well the casey jones that had uh all sidekicks have to uh attack it or whatever that one is like that's have the to totally him. forget about Casey Jones. <laughs> you remember how that's, that's we were like, "That's gonna be so good." One, wow. it still is. Nobody <laughs> good. but no one ever Nobody mentions plays it. I play yep. that one on my Guy Gardner team. Yep. All right, so Alex, cares about Guy Gardner. Guy Gardner. You know why Guy Gardner is so good? Because my ally makes Guy yeah. Gardner even yeah. better. So, so hey, you what? Know what, who what just it, played that and won me. Yeah. So, so, so what? <laughs> what? What? What is your ally, Alex? My ally is Mary Jane MJ. She was probably like the. OG ally, right? She was one of the first. Yeah, yeah. So when she's fielded, she gives a non-villain character overcrush, which is Guy Gardner, which they're both two costs, which are really fun and fast to play. Uh, that's how I like her. Um, she works great with Mr. Fix-It and from the Thor set. She works great with Wong. Any, with Wong. She yeah. works great. She's just a good all yeah. around, and she's got low defense, so she's easy to get knocked out. So you can keep refilling her. Yeah, she was yeah. the one good thing out of Spider Man. No, no, right? no. You want to know what? <laughs> well, the, maybe no, one you don't two. say that. There yeah. are there's you, good things. She's in the there. best thing that yeah. came she, out of. So it. She you, also works really great with uh, with Surter. No way, she doesn't. And she works really good no with uh, like Shredder, but no. she doesn't. She works she, really good with the Foot Ninja, except she doesn't. So listen, there's a lot of listen. She doesn't work. There's a lot of good villains, characters. Villains are OP anyways. She yeah. doesn't need to be a villain. But the vi- but the foot ninja still works good with her. She doesn't do much for it except for buff its stats. But that's still a thing. There is the there is the global now that you can remove the villain affiliation from something. So if you want to use her to give overcrush on a villain, you can do it. That's too much work. <laughs> you have to keep fielding her. That means you'd have to KO it. You can't just KO characters in this game <laughs> really russ yeah. really yeah. Oh. I, i'm pretty sure there was a keyword yeah. introduced shortly after called fabricate or was yeah. it before that really helps this character out yeah and, i have no idea what fabricate you, is. you guys want to know you so we'll, we'll, while we're still in the amazing spider-man one there's another ally in it and i can't say it's an awesome ally but it's an amazing ally in my heart because i clearly remember russ losing to a <laughs> Aunt May that had like twenty seven attack, that, which was just like amazing. face palmed. Just the the, the the memory of it is painful it was, to Russ. It was a twenty eight attack. Yeah. Yeah. So so it may not be the best ally, but I love that ally. <laughs> All right. So um, that was Mary Jane. So next up is Doctor J. You're you're picking a newer ally. I I am. I'm picking the newest ally. He always has to pick the obscure one. It's because it's always fun. Like it's no fun if you just like 
Everyone walk knows in, about walk the other into ones, court right? with like video evidence the guy shot someone. There's no fun in that. <laughs> yeah, you, <laughs> you gotta, gotta be there for weeks. You, you gotta be, yeah, you gotta be able to convince. You gotta people. really earn your money. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> so uh, I picked uh, Jane Foster, the rare from following from our segment our segment last week about immortal. <laughs> exactly, exactly. I really like her. She she discounts all immortal characters by two. Which, when you look at the immortal characters in the Thor set, that's a huge discount. I mean, you're buying six cost characters for four, five cost characters for three. Those those immortal characters in like previous sets, like TOA and all those immortal. That's great. Taskmaster, Task- exactly. Hey, yeah. hey, don't pick my oh, ally. Don't pick oh, my ally. No, don't pick my work. ally. That wouldn't work. It just how the card doesn't take it. Also, there's Hella that makes all gives all characters immortal. So. So but that that so, doesn't actually work with yeah. with Jane Foster. No, my Although, favorite immortal is the the new uh, common Fandral. That one's really yeah, good. Yeah, it's that really good. There's fun. actually a and lot to get of, them cheaper. It's it's pretty. There's fun. actually a really s- lot of solid immortal characters that you can buy for really cheap and get them out. It's really it really also set. she's well, also amazing be, yeah. because she's a two cost, whereas you know, not you're not, not all of yours are two costs, right? They're all Only two Ken's. costs, aren't they? Ken's. Ken's isn't a two cost? It's three cost. Yeah. Oh, well, why didn't we bring that up? Hey, Ken's oh, is a three cost. That sucks. Oh, come on, well, we should have jumped on That's that. 50% that like... more than mine is. Yeah, yeah 50% exactly. More. 50% more. That's a lot. Yeah, and mine's a six cost. So. Well, yeah. Um, but she, she's a two cost, but she also has the best fielding cost, I think, of any of our allies. She's zero on every side, and she's even got a three defense on her top level. So she's two, three on her top level, which I really like. Um, she, I also like her because she's an ally. She actually <laughs> supports other cards instead of just being awesome like, by herself. Like Mary, yes, Jane, like Mary MJ? Jane, but not like the stupid foot ninja. It's just a win condition. Wong like, allies never should not be win conditions. Allies should be support cards. <laughs> so, ally is a two-way thing. All the al- like, it's an ally, sure, but it's because it's allied with all those other things that are making it better. <laughs> no, a- allies are supposed to sit on the sidelines and clap when the hero wins. The, the foot ninja is supposed to sit there and clap when Shredder does something awesome, but Shredder sucks. I think Wong literally so, did that in the movie. Yeah, like, did right. Did he even he say totally anything? Did. Like he just clapped and be like, "He totally did." Good job. That's no, all. He, that, he that's has, all Natalie Portman did in the clap. That's clapping, right? You're it's just like, in job. the cult of the new outside a set. You're. Your ally's terrible, and you know that. No, no, no. She's not terrible because I've played her on teams without immortal characters, and she still works. What does she do? She has no fielding costs on all of her sides, so there's no harm in buying oh, her. Oh, guess what? For My a, for sidekicks a sidekick, do that. For a too. sidekick team, there's no downside to buying her because what are you're her more likely to roll stats? her. Uh, <laughs> one, she, one, one. Or hey, you know what? No, as no, soon no, as I get Nick Tax, that's our plus one to each foot ninja. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> as, as soon as I get Nick Fury out, another two costs, then all my characters are free to field. No, you're going to field that villain. Why, why would I field a villain? Because you will. Why? I don't. Because villains are great. I don't great. have to. No, I don't have to. You, I'm going to make one the villain, of your guys a villain. Because the villain counters his whole team that you filled. So it She's doesn't matter awesome. if he fills them. Yours for all free. suck. <laughs> all right. So, Ult of the new. La- la- uh, yeah, last but not win. least, Russ, which, which one did you pick? Uh, mine is this, the ever eternal annoying die that stays in the field. And that's all the time we have. <laughs> unless, <laughs> unless you're me and you happen to roll the sidekick, but Alfred, who, the one where 
I forget. MI5. MI5. Yeah. Ally. When I, I should take when off KO'd. points because you can't read its ability. When, when KO'd, you may roll a sidekick or a Batman die from your use pile. If you roll an energy result, return Alfred to the field zone at level one. Either way, return the rolled die to your use but pile. But I thought you want to KO people. Yeah. Didn't, don't you like KOing Oh, he still things? KOs. He KOs and comes back. Yeah. It's not regenerate. Oh. So actually, so, so I use Alfred on my competitive stuff when I use him as something to fabricate, to bring him back, to turn to a shield is another way I use him. Because you can turn allies into their energy if you have an energy fixer. And then I actually really like to pair him with Hush. So that I can turn hush yeah, off. Yeah, low hanging fruit right to. there, Russ. Low hanging fruit. Well, no, you you churn, <laughs> and then if I need to turn, if I need hush in the field, then I can turn it off. And then, so. then you field black manta, and you just sit there. Black manta, <laughs> I black manta and hush is a is a dirty, dirty trick. I've done it <laughs> once and didn't feel good after. But um, do you feel good after a dice master game? Period. No, yeah. because if See, he builds a good team, he feels bad for winning, <laughs> and if he loses, he feels bad for losing. That shouldn't sound accurate, but it kind of does. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I, Alfred is just—it's kind of an easy one to go to if you need a two cost that you need to keep in the field. And isn't this Alex Ross art? I think so. I think so. Which is cool. And cool Downside yeah. is he's really susceptible to overcrushing teams. He is. <laughs> yeah, it's terrible. Boom. And he's but not he a win condition gives... in himself. Like no, he's others. a he's he's definitely not a win condition. Like you're not gonna he's attack going to with him your... and win a game. No, he's, he's actually defense. an ally. He's yeah. he's just there to support your win hey, condition. Some, sometimes you need allies to win. He's your defense, but if you're not going against an overcrush, he gives you that constant blocker. I mean, I'm not. Selling him as good as I should. That's but, what's good know. about Wong is he's great at blocking too because he has fast, so he won't get knocked out. He doesn't need to be yeah, knocked out. Knock, back knock out my Alfred all day. The dude comes back. Well, unless I'm playing him and then I roll Well, if, if I'm playing into I roll sidekicks, I've I've rolled sidekicks yeah. multiple times. Yeah, I've done like that, I so. sometimes I'll just buy a Batman die because I know I trust the Batman die more than my sidekick. So the, <laughs> mine lives and then it gives me that shield energy when I need it. So I can turn Alfred to a shield and pay to bring him out. My characters were KO'd because I have Polaris out there too. We're gonna, we're gonna, have the, we're gonna. Are you, did you send an email to Brewing Buddies for that Polaris? Because you talk about it a lot, and people probably want to know. I already we don't brewed need it. suggestions from Russ <laughs> to brew from Russ to Russ. Like none of us have to be here for this. Um, all right, guys. So those are all the allies they mentioned. Um, if you guys wonder what mine is, mine's Taskmaster because. Against all of your guys, but yours isn't an ally unless oh. we filled ours. So yeah, it's that, not that's an the ally. awesome part about it. <laughs> it's like I don't need it's a so good. six cost Ninja ally. It. it helps Foot Ninja. It's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> it's an interesting little symbiotic relationship. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so we want to hear from you guys. What is your favorite ally, and which one of these allies do you? I think feel like is this was not one of our best argument segments. We all agreed. That's with because each you other got uh, you got in all the trash talk in the first five minutes. Yeah, I couldn't. Even say anything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What was your character again? I don't remember. I, don't I just remember. heard Russ. I just chose yelling. the wrong one. I was trying to sell, but all of other characters are well, except for Jane Foster. She's terrible. She's not terrible. She's awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's probably the worst one out of these. No, it's not. It's not even close to the worst one. Oh, What's come on. What's the worst one then? Mary Cards Jane. on the table. What's the worst? <laughs> what is worse than out of all of ours? What yours is definitely the worst. We'll I just, just say Mary Jane. Yeah, Alfred's probably Overcrush. Worst. What? 
You can't overcrush. Yeah, but you can use a proton cannon for that. So, so Mary Jane automatically beats uh, I mean, that's out. True. Mary Jane automatically beats out Alfred because he's weak mine's to overcrush. A, mine's a so, defense card. so Mary Jane beats Alfred. So Alfred's got to be one get of the worst. Alfred overcrush. So Alfred's the worst. I mean, you I can't. Was you can give him that two overcrush. You can, you can't use Mary Jane on Ken's card either because he's a villain. Well, you could remove yeah, so, the villain. So, so Ken's is obviously the worst. <laughs> But there's insect yeah, plague that you don't even that. need. <laughs> you got insect plague that you don't even need overcrush. Oh, insect plague works on all of our cards. Yeah, but again, <laughs> boom, done. But again, yours and I are completely defensive characters, and yours is just immortal. She's not immortal. I know, she but she discounts, discounts immortal. Okay, she discounts cards from. So Thor. she lets you buy super buff cards for cheap. Ooh, maybe They're cheap. Th- if they errata it and give I mean, Curse not, of Dragon and Myrtle, I'll cheap. go with that. Hey, doesn't Dr. Light just, like, nerf all <laughs> Nerf all, all yeah. <laughs> you can buy some immortal characters for free. All right, free. Dr. Light wins. <laughs> but see, mine's shield energy. So, so I is can... mine. Okay. Oh! What? Wow. But Fisher, I don't Fisher play better, immortal. So. I, like I said, if they Somebody errata... Somebody's the fire department, because that love, was a burn. I love how we're arguing over the bottom two, clearly. <laughs> We're no. not. The foot no. ninja's not the best hands down. Coming Stop from acting the, like the it two is. people that chose the bottom two. Alfred is definitely <laughs> bottom two. The worst. Right. No. And with that. If yeah. you said what gets played the most in the community, maybe foot ninja, but definitely Alfred. Yeah. Um, so, But we want to hear from you guys. On, <laughs> so I'm right. Uh, on which gets played more, shoot us an email, doubleburst at ktdata.net, or leave it on our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash doubleburst. Guys, thank you so much. I have a feeling you guys are still going to be fighting about this later on. So if you guys want to send stuff and pa- when we pass priority, probably a good chance that we'll just have a whole pass priority about allies again. So Tell them all how good the foot ninja is. Yep. <laughs> or yep. say how bad it is. Yep. So guys, thank Discount you. That immortal. Thank you. Thank you, guys. And I'll talk to you all later. And that's it for this episode of the Double Burst Podcast. We would love to hear from you guys. What do you think is the best ally? Shoot us an email, doubleburst at ktdata.net, or leave it on our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash doubleburst. And who knows, you might even hear your comments read on Passing Priority. Check out doubleburst.com for past episodes, places to subscribe, and cool player resources. If you're looking for a cool Dice Master storage solution, make sure you guys check out Complete Craftworks on Kickstarter. It's Alex's dice storage solution that he's launching right now. So check for Complete Craftworks on Kickstarter.com. Big thanks to everybody who listens to the show. Everybody on the team appreciates it. And until next time, my friends, may your dice rolls be ever in your favor. Mm-hmm.